Alrighty, folks, we are back here with another episode of Gambling with a Grappleman. We are live and kicking. I am, uh, of course, your host, Matthew Priest, being joined by CJ and Billy. With Final Four has wrapped. We have a national champion, and one of us was right all along from the beginning on who would win the damn thing, and I'm not gonna not going to say names, but yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. No, problem. even a blind squirrel finds a nut. Yeah, you know what? It was a hell of a night for me. I got paid out quite a bit of money. No complaints there. CJ saying I have no marbles. Yet again, I was the one who had Gonzaga losing in the second round, which had I not done that, I probably would have won several brackets, including one that Billy, uh, that your family likes to host there, because that was really what killed me, was not having Gonzaga. I, uh, I don't even think I can talk about a bracket. Mine was so bad. A Texas. I had Texas winning it all. This is true. When they were out the first weekend, and CJ, you had uh, Bama? Uh, yeah. Yep. And uh, they at least made it to, what, the Sweet 16? Yeah. And they hit in that tough UCLA game, but what a hell of a game that was, uh, UCLA and Gonzaga, to get to the finals. Well, yeah, that semifinal game was one of the best games I've seen in a long time. That game took everything out of Gonzaga. That's why Baylor ran all over their ass. Oh, I think Baylor ran all over their ass. Fucking game. Uh, Baylor, the way Baylor played against Houston and Gonzaga was how Baylor played most of the season. They had a, a rough couple week stretch there in like February and March, but December and January that was that was Baylor basketball. <laughs> what we saw against Houston and uh, and uh, but they had taken Gonzaga. like what. They had like three weeks off, and then they came back, and I think that was their yeah, only cup. They were just a little rusty. Yeah, they, yeah, they had that COVID, the uh, COVID situation. So yeah, I guess you know that delay affected the team. But man, they got hot at the right time, and they were shooting the lights out. They they were just they couldn't miss. It was like the kid from UCLA, yeah. Johnny Juzang. That kid couldn't miss. It was wild to watch some of these guys play. But the shot, the shot of the tournament, and the shot that. I mean, arguably, is going to be seen for the rest of our lives, much like the Christian Leitner shot from, what was that, 92? was uh, Suggs hitting the half quarter to in the end of overtime to send Gonzaga to the finals. Yeah, you'll see that replay for years and years to come. Not a doubt about that. Uh, CJ, I know we watched the Leitner live. I was like 10 years old, 9, 10 years old, and uh, I mean, that – do you think this shot replaces it as the biggest shot in uh, tournament history? I don't know if I'd say it's the biggest shot. Maybe if Gonzaga had went on to win, because I believe Duke went on to win, because that was against Kentucky. Yeah, it was, so that was also a Final Four game. Yeah, but I believe Duke went on to win the national championship. I mean, it's definitely one of the one of the most memorable shots, you know, like without a doubt. But uh, that game was that game was a good game. That's Probably one of the best. That'll probably be one of the best games, you know, for years to come. That'll be, you know, people will be like, man, you remember that UCLA Gonzaga game? Yeah, it's an instant classic. If ESPN Classic was still around, it would already. Be how about how about uh, the all-time hot take by Skip? Fucking say hot, Skip. I, you were breaking up real bad there, Billy. I didn't catch what, what you were saying. 
So about Skip Bayless. CJ, did you, did you were you able to catch it? <laughs> Just tell Skip all Bayless time, hot. That's all I heard. All time hot take. What did he say? I missed that. <laughs> all time hot take saying it was a bad game, just one lucky shot. <laughs> Skip Bayless, that guy knows how to make money. That is just. But is he is he making money off of that? Oh, dude, he's, ma- like... he's making what eight million dollars a year or some shit like that. He just signed yeah, that new deal with Fox. That's job, but it's just kind of like how the fuck can you even argue that point? Like how. <laughs> like make reasonable assumptions that that was a bad game you're like all oh, the defense was terrible fucking terrible terrible defense have you watched the nba skip have you seen the nba do they even know what defense is there They're, those games are a hundred point games on each fucking side like dallas was one like 113 to fucking 110 but nobody's talking about that you know like Nobody's going, God damn it! The NBA's defense is piss poor. Like, what the fuck, man? That's because it doesn't get the people talking with Skip Bayless. It doesn't, but still. He's just a troll. He's the richest troll in the history of the world, and he's he knows it. He doesn't believe 90% of the shit he says. He's smarter than that. But he knows what he says. It'll spark controversy. It'll get people talking, and uh, yeah, but you know, it's his job. A lot of times you'll have a good argument for it. How the fuck can you argue that? Like, I feel you might have heard it. What was his argument to it? I didn't hear it. I I just saw the tweet. He posted a tweet saying that it was just a bad game and one lucky shot. <laughs> what? The guy, just human troll. And, like. and no, I do not follow him. I just saw somebody like retweeted or maybe somebody quote tweeted or something, but. Just fucking like, man, that's an all-time bad take. I love it. I love it. It's controversial. It gets people talking. We're talking about it. So it's great. <laughs> What's okay, great? I'm I'm all for controversy, but that's just being a fucking idiot. It's <laughs> absurd. You know, there's nothing controversial about that. It's like you know. I mean, he like, like to to your point, he he is doing his job and he's doing it very well. But yeah, you're that you're just a fucking moron. Yeah, I've never been a big Skip Bayless fan, but I do respect what he does and his, the the job that he has because it is not easy to uh, get the world to hate you um, on a daily basis. And he's an all time heel, you know. Skip Bayless, one of the few all time heels, and uh, I don't he plays his role well. I don't necessarily know how many people actually hate him, you know. Oh, he's he's. I feel like more people hate him than love him. Shannon Sharp's the baby face. I don't know. You look at it, and it's like, how many people take him seriously with making statements like that? You know what I mean? Like, to me, in that whole thing, you know, I I watch Skip and Shannon. I enjoy watching them go back and forth. But, you know, a lot of times, Skip comes up with some off-the-wall bullshit, and you're like, what in the fuck are you even talking about? You can't hate him for his comment that he made. You're just like, are you senile? Have you lost your mind, you old motherfucker? You know, it's it's shit like that. To where it's just like, that's ludicrous. Yeah. He says stuff, and it's like, man, you get paid millions of dollars to say that? Like, what? Yeah. yeah. Sign me up. 
<laughs> right. What, what was, right. was Skip's break, though? Was Didn't he do something with the Dallas Cowboys, and that's how he ended up getting into TV? He was their, he was their beat writer. They're locked in Dallas or something like that. Yeah, he was. That's right. Yeah, he, and during the the Cowboys heyday, he was the his name was everywhere because Cowboys were winning championships. So headlines or sports, ESPN. Let's just say is using his content to talk to plug Skipayos. They eventually hire the guy, and I mean he just figured out a way to make money. So he's been doing it for God. What what was the what was the old show he was on when he first got on ESPN? He was first on the take. show with Stephen A. Smith, yeah. First take. Cold, cold pizza? Cold pizza. Yeah. Dana, that other guy, Jay. So, dude's been doing it for 20 years and still, still staying relevant. So, yeah, I mean, you got to respect the grind, but I, I can respect <laughs> the grind, but you're still just a fucking idiot. <laughs> Yeah, and it's like, I don't think people hate him, you know? Like, I don't think people hate him. I think people just look at him and be like, what kind of silly shit is he saying? Yeah, I think the the respect that he, he once had is gone, and he is kind of like a, uh, for lack of a better word, he's a pro I can always take everything back end of his road kind of like rick flair at the end of his road and he's going to give you the greatest hits he's going to say do do shit to stay relevant out there not doesn't have the respect he once had you're not going to go out there and get a classic like debate with skip bayless that really draws the ire but he'll say shit that uh, that still pops the crowd if you will and still garners his audience and appeals to them and yes yeah. i just compared skip I would agree. to rick flair it's <laughs> horrible. Never thought I'd do that in my life. <laughs> Skip Bayless and Ric Flair in the same sentence. It's amazing. It's amazing. So college was behind us. Billy and I were on Baylor. Uh, I bet heavy on Baylor. Baylor is the pre-tournament winner. Uh, so that was a nice payout for me. They were the underdog going into the game. That was a nice little payout. Hitting them with of getting the points. Nice little payout. Even at halftime, doubling down on it. So... Um, very nice payday for me coming out of it with Baylor. Uh, today though, uh, not so much. I'm uh, back on the cold streak reality set back in. Uh, thanks a lot to the, uh, hometown Detroit Tigers, uh, walking off and winning baseball games that they're not supposed to win and costing me a, a nice Badoo, baby. <laughs> you know, ever since our pod last week, I, I decided I wanted to, you know, get baseball shot this year, man. I, Tigers team might be a little fun to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd probably be about 500, but it'll be a fun 500. Yeah, I didn't know their manager. I didn't know AJ Hinch was the manager. I don't know why yeah. I didn't know that he was the manager, but that might have you know something to do with them winning a few games. They're not yeah, he took up. over because Garden Hire didn't finish the year last year, right, Billy? Didn't he like just retire with? Cal? Yeah, he stepped down. There was maybe like a month left in the year. He just retired, and Lloyd McClendon took it over. Yeah. And then A.J. Hinch got hired in the offseason. Yeah, it was like a quiet – because of COVID. I mean, it's just – COVID, and, and whenever there's a baseball hire, it's like in the heat of football season. When you hire your, your new general manager in November, or uh, or coach, I should say, in November, December, it's 
it's easy to be forgotten who the hell gets hired because football is just right. That's right in football, right? (laughs) College football's playing, uh, you know, conference championships, the NFL playoff race heating up. Baseball just takes a backseat to all that. Absolutely. And I believe here locally with Pat Patricia getting fired uh, right around that same time, it like, it's easy to forget AJ Hinch got hired. I'm trying to find the date that he got announced as the uh, the manager because it is probably going to kind of fall right in that timeline with uh, Patricia getting canned. I want to say he was a December hire. November first. Oh, he got hired November first. On October 30th, he interviewed with the Tigers, and it was assumed he was going to be the next head coach on November 1st. He was announced the Tigers head coach. So, yeah, no one's paying attention to baseball on November 1st. Um, And it was, what, three weeks later, Patricia got canned, and then, like, that's, you know, take over. Well, Uh, fuck, you had the three weeks leading up that. Didn't they just, didn't Detroit lose to Carolina with the XFL superstar? Yeah, right around that that weekend. That's taking the headlines all day. Fucker. That's right. So yeah, I mean that's easy to forget with AJ Hinch. But no, baseball season it's hard to it's hard to bet on this early on. I have been I had one really really good day with it, but but like today, I mean the Twins starting their their number one guy, the Tigers starting Casey Mize, is the number five guy in the rotation. He had a horrendous season as a rookie, but that's normal for a young pitcher. It just seems like the Twins who just laid a smackdown on him would have been the team, but then you know you just get a close game and then the the Tigers walk off and win it and. I think the same thing kind of happened to the Yankees last week, too, with a heavy favorite. and They, they look like they've got the game under control, but they just don't get the run support. We've seen it for years with the Tigers. Max Scherzer didn't get any run support, but JV had all the run support. It's, it was so weird how that would happen. So uh, going back to Skip Bayless, I think me and Mr. Brackets here picking the Braves to win it all. They start like 0-5. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, fucking trying to follow in his footsteps. It's terrible. It's terrible. The White Sox are 500, though. That's a plus. Then, you know, the fucking Astros are, like, undefeated. Yeah, I believe I picked the Astros. I'm still going with the Braves. It's a long year. Yeah, I believe I had, what, the Astros, and did I say the the Cubs? Yeah, you something about the Cubs. I think I was Cubs Astros, even though the Cubs are no. I think I switched to the Cardinals. I think I was Cardinals Astros. Yeah, I was gonna say I thought you went Cards, but yeah, I did. I was thinking Cubs, and I went no. The Cubs are gonna stink. It's the Cardinals who are. Oh wait, you can never count them out. So I went Cards Astros. So yeah, we'll see. We've got like seven months before we'll know for sure who the hell's uh, oh. going to be the baseball champion. But but before that, fix their bullpen. That's their that's their issue right now. Is their bullpen is fucking. They're pitching. It's garbage. Like you, like we said, it's a young season, so plenty of time to get that corrected if, if there are going to be for a, a real contender. But I mean, if you start off getting swept by the Phillies, like, you know, and then you, you – who the fuck did they play today? The Nationals? I mean, if you go down and go 0-10 in the National League East, you know, it's going to be hard to come back from all of that shit throughout the season because – Phillies look like they're doing so far, you know. Are they back to uh, 162 games? I, think I believe so. so. Yeah. Yeah, we got they got plenty of time. It was either it was either 
I don't remember if it got finalized at 162. I know 144 was rumored, but I I think with them starting the first week of April, it seems like they're on track to. Uh, I mean, we're a week less than a week into the season, and teams have already played five games, so. And I will say, I know I was bitching last week about uh, the pace of baseball. I hate the runners starting on second next innings. I can't fucking stand that rule. Oh, my God. I forgot about that until I saw. Yeah, that's the dumbest fucking thing. I, I hate it. I fucking hate it. I forgot all about the rule until today. And I was like, wait, what the hell is going on here? Yeah. I had uh, I had money on Atlanta, obviously, and I can't remember if it was the first or second game of the year, and that's when it happened for me. I was like, oh, my God, that's fucking – and, of course, Philly wins. Yeah. That's, that's just stupid. Yeah, it's almost like – I don't know if you hope the option's there to cash out. I think that five-inning bet is going to really come – something I'm going to really fall in love with as I figure out how to gamble on baseball. Um but speaking of gambling, speaking of championships, as we had alluded to, uh, coming up far before we have baseball champions, we'll have NHL and NBA champions. Um, Billy, I know you're much more of an NHL aficionado than than CJ and myself. So, uh, what are you thinking on the on the, the puck front? Man, I don't know. It's tough because there's like Tampa should be really good. I think the winner of the Vegas Colorado series is going to get Toronto in the semifinal and I think whoever wins that is going to come out of there. There's going to be the Stanley Cup champion. I wouldn't sleep on Florida, man. They're one of the best teams in hockey. Nobody just knows about it. Florida and Carolina. Yeah, Florida definitely uh I I feel And a shame stronger. is I did you cut out there, Billy? No, I was gonna say Florida's definitely a team you can't count out because people forget they've got Sergey Bobrovsky, who's a goaltender that could get hot and ride you to a cup. I would trust him over uh, Morazic and uh, is it Reimer who's in uh, Carolina with him? Nadalkovic. Nadalkovic, yeah, and that kid was—I mean, he's still young, come up. You know, you saw him a lot in Plymouth, so yeah. The bummer is those two are probably going to have to play each other in the first round. Yeah. And that and I sucks. Would, I would lean towards Florida being the, 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 the team. Yeah. There because Florida's got – they're deep. Man, I, I, I did not like the truck check trade last year, um, but he ends up with what Carolina. So, real interesting. Both those teams are, are tough to watch. The Islanders is another one that's a sleeper there. But in Florida right now, uh, plus 2,000 to win the Stanley Cup if you were to throw a couple bucks on them. Um, Florida's plus 2,000. Uh, Edmonton, also a team that surprisingly is plus 2,000. I thought there would be a little bit more love their way. The Islanders plus 1,300. The Hurricanes plus 1,300. So money to be had down there if one of those teams are able to squeak in. You alluded to Colorado and Vegas. Looks like we lost Billy for a second here. We'll get him back. But looks like we had Colorado and Vegas at uh, Colorado plus 450, Vegas plus 750. Those are a couple teams you named there, Billy. Tampa plus 600. So Colorado, the heavy favorite. CJ, uh, I know you're you're stuck down there in Alabama, so hockey's not as prevalent. But uh, you have an early cup favorite that you would uh, be looking at. I mean, you look at a few teams that you got, and, you know, 
Toronto's good this year. Plus I'm a fan, so it's kind of like you know, I'd love to see Toronto win the cup. Do I think they're going to? Probably not. Vegas, <clears throat> Vegas is. It's hard for me not to not to root for Vegas. I don't know what it is about the the Vegas Knights, but you know, I, I like them, and they've got a good team. And I thought last year was going to be the year they'd make it to the to the Stanley Cup Finals. But they didn't. Dallas ended up going to the finals, you know, so whatever. But, you know, uh, Toronto, Vegas, uh, the Islanders, you know, they're they're. I like Barry Trotz. And I think uh, they've got a pretty decent team, you know, for some of the underdog favorites. But I think I think Tampa Bay is probably favored to win it all again, just because they're they're second at plus 600. Colorado is that it was Tampa Bay and Colorado, you know. Yeah. But, you know, to name a few teams like that, you're looking at it like like that. You know, Carolina's got a decent team. I wouldn't be surprised if they did something. They carried they they had a pretty good playoff last year. So, you know, it'll be interesting come playoff time as the world opens up too, because you'll get to get some fans back in these these buildings uh, in different states and different areas and see what kind of impact that could make. Um, so things could get real interesting down the stretch. Right now, um, I mean, I had Boston before the season started because I'm a Bruins fan. I went to the, I was at MGM and I threw ten dollars on them. It was looking real great there for the first three weeks of the season. They've leveled off. Uh, they're kind of be battling with the Rangers. It looks like for the fourth spot in their division uh, to be getting into that playoff spot. Philly could could sneak in still, but the Rangers are red hot. Uh, Boston's just playing 500 hockey, and you're you're down to the last 20, less than 20 games to go, 15 to 20 games for most teams, and uh, it's going to get real, real heavy here uh, down the stretch in the NHL. Who's going to be it? Um, but gun to my head, I think your Stanley Cup final. Uh, it's really easy to say like Tampa, Colorado, or Tampa, Vegas, but I'm going to go outside the box a little bit. Um, I like where Billy was thinking with with Florida, but I'm going to go with a Winnipeg, actually, out of the, the, the north to slide in there. That's juicy. I, I love the Winnipeg team. Uh, Hellebuck turning after a Vesna start. They've got the depth. They've got – I mean, if Mark Shifley doesn't get gooned out of the playoffs last year by Kachuk, uh, Winnipeg, I feel like they could have knocked out Calgary and done some deeper damage, but – Mark Shifley, Blake Wheeler, they, they've got two great centermen. Uh, I really like that that Winnipeg team, and I think they're going to slide in, slip into the finals. Um, I, I think you're right on that that Colorado Vegas winner getting there, but I, I don't know. I really like Winnipeg. I'll tell you, Calgary might be a team if they sneak in, they could uh, they could upset some people. Yeah, they're plus fifteen thousand right now to just, just throw wow. a dollar on. To throw a How dollar many on. points out of the playoffs are they? Uh, I'll have to pull that up in a separate screen, but but plus fifteen thousand. So a hundred dollars wins you fifteen thousand bucks. So so ten dollars is gonna win uh, you fifteen hundred. They're they're eight points out of the four spot, so which is held in Montreal right now, correct? Yeah, they'll have to make up some ground quick. And Vancouver, we might not see the Canucks play for at least three weeks. That 
yeah. get real interesting there with down the stretch with makeup games and things like that. So that's a major COVID outbreak that the Canucks had seemingly out of nowhere. It seemed like COVID was under wraps through the whole league. And then, was it 22 cases in a day? Yeah, I don't. That's that's some scary stuff. You just hope everybody's all right. So, enough hockey talk there. We'll jump over to the NBA, give our thoughts there um, on the NBA winners potentially. CJ, uh, do you have any thoughts on who you think is going to take it all in the National Basketball Association? Well, I mean. <laughs> It's it's a two-team race, honestly, between the Brooklyn Nets and the L.A. Lakers. I don't think anybody else has a chance to get into the finals. They uh, are, they are got, the two betting favorites. The Nets are plus 250 in favor to win it all. I mean, you got fucking Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, and James Harden. And Blake Griffin. And Blake Griffin, yeah, yeah. And then, I mean, you got Anthony Davis and LeBron on the Lakers, plus whatever the fuck else they have. So, and, I mean, one of the balls and the... I mean, or do they still have one of the balls and Andre Drummond? No, they traded him to uh, New Orleans, I think. Okay. They have a point guard who is pretty good. I can't think of his name. The Lakers do. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't care. doesn't matter. I mean, when you're looking at it and you've got five out of the best ten players on two teams, I mean, it's kind of hard to sit. It's like, it's ridiculous, man. Fucking basketball. It's the Eastern Conference All-Stars versus the Western Conference All-Stars. Yeah. I mean, it, that's one of those, maybe you throw ten bucks on Utah. Just yeah. fucking hope and pray. Plus 750, not a bad Bad throw. Yeah, the Nets are plus 250, Lakers plus 350. I agree with you, Siege. I think it, is, it should come down to those two. Clippers, surprisingly, yeah. are the third best odds at plus 600. Utah well, plus 750. Sucks, sucks Kawhi's dick off. And it's not that he's not good, you know, but I mean, who the fuck else is on the Clippers, you know? I, you know, I don't follow close enough to know who the players are on the team. Luke Kennard. <laughs> and, uh... I, I know that the Clippers have covered a lot of games for me. They're a good cover team, much like Utah and the Phoenix Suns, who I'm surprised to see the Suns down so low, plus 3,600, but that's just because of You've Utah. Got for the Suns, it makes me laugh. And the Clippers. The Suns have won me some money this year, guys. The we have Suns heard, have done one. You have talked to me about the Phoenix Suns for like six fucking months now. Not that long. Maybe I, like... Three well, weeks. Whatever. It doesn't matter. It's <laughs> not even that. It's it's been it's been a couple of months you've been talking to me about this. Three weeks tops, guaranteed. One time you were like, oh, "I'm gonna take the Suns. I'm gonna take the Suns, and the Suns would lose for you." And then you're like, "Oh, okay, okay, Very okay." Real. And then you keep taking them, and you keep taking them, and now they're winning you money. Yeah, yeah. Suns, they're covering machine, much like Utah, the Clippers. Um, you know, you can't count the 76ers out if if Embiid. Uh, he could take over a game, match up real well against the Nets. So I think that's the only team that, out of the East, aside from the Nets, that I would consider. Um, yeah, I can, ex- I can say the Milwaukee Bucks. Milwaukee's kind of a hot team because of Giannis, but I don't think they have enough depth. But he did sign well that big, huge contract, so you have to assume the Bucks are going to look to try to build a team around him in the next couple of years. 
You know, we should go to a Milwaukee Brewers game. That's I just, I just, well, I mean, we're talking about Milwaukee, and I was sitting there thinking, I don't know why. You know, I like their logo. It's kind of simple. It's kind of stupid. It's just a fucking baseball glove with a ball in it, you know? And, you know, they got the sausage races around the field and shit, and they got the big slide in the outfield when they hit a home run and the sausage guy slides down the field, you know? You really like the sausage slides, huh? Every week on this podcast, you turn it into sausage slides. Sausage. Well, if your mind Sa- would fucking go there. Sausage I'm- slides and horse cock watching. <laughs> well, we'll, go, we'll go up there to Milwaukee there. We'll watch the Brewers play it with the sausage slides there. You know, it'll be fantastic. Maybe we'll go over there to the track. I know they got a, I know they got a track there in, uh, in Kenosha. We can go up there and we can watch the horse cocks. You know, it'll be fantastic. It'll be great. Be another day for the gambling grapplemen. You know, what am I talking about over here? We'll go there. We'll go there where the beer's made at the Miller Brewery and we'll get some beers. And then we'll get some cheese and some dairy products. Because that's all it's there in fucking Wisconsin. And then after that, we could go to Seattle and do some real horse cock watching, right? Check out a Mariners game. See, but you got, but the thing with that is it's gay men that go for that. It's not, okay. you know, like, I mean, if we wanted to, we could probably watch it. I'm not going to partake in that. I have no well. interest to, you know, take on a horse cock. I'm just watching it. I don't even know if I really want to watch it, but I'm pretty sure if you see it, it's like a fucking train wreck. You're not going to want to, you're just going to be like, oh my God, this man is going to die. Then you feel bad for the guy. It's kind of like in Tommy Boy when uh, when when dude got the, the the sandbags dropped on his nuts and he's like, send him a bottle of bubbly and a bucket of ice to ice his marbles. You know, like you're going to fucking send this guy a bag of ice to stick on his ass or get him some shit, man. You, <laughs> poor guy, you're going to send him some cracks so he, he can't fucking feel anything anymore. <laughs> yeah, he's going to need to be buying Vaseline from Costco for sure. Get it in bulk. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's terrible. Terrible. He couldn't even smuggle anything out of the country in his ass because it would just all fall out. Like, you know. Like... <laughs> oh, wow. Well, I took that for the turn there. That's my own um, fault there. But uh, is there any other sports going on out there we want to talk about? We got the Masters this weekend. Yeah. not sure if you guys want to touch what on that at all. It's the Kentucky Derby. Uh, first week of May, right? Yeah, yeah, first weekend of May. Up. Yep. Yeah. Speaking you know, of want me to study up? I'll have some picks. I'll have some, yeah. I'll have some picks. Yeah, bring in the bring in the ponies uh, there, Billy, for the uh, Kentucky yep. Derby. We, we I'll also, hit one further. Yeah, we got the Masters for golf coming up. There's a big. Uh, there's another big NFL draft. That's the other thing that's the coming draft. up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we all we all assume Trevor Lawrence going number one. I don't even know if there's a bet on the draft. Yeah, I would just I. I Trevor Lawrence is one, Wilson's going to be two, and by all accounts on Twitter today, it's going to be Mac Jones three. Yeah, that's what they keep saying. I don't understand, though. I don't understand why the fuck the 49ers would trade up that far to draft Mac Jones when they had, like, I don't know what, the 10th, 11th, 12th pick, yeah. something like that. He was going to be there one. when they, you know, he was going to be there if that's who they're going to get. Now, if they think it's going to be, you know, some say Trey Lance, you know, is what, I, what I've what i heard some reports say, maybe him. You can't count on Justin Fields either. Um, no. 
And fucking yeah. Sam Donald got traded today to Carolina. Oh, man, wherever he goes, they're getting a winner. That kid can fuck so, a ball. And, and like, just this, this will probably go down as a hot take. About, and I, he cut out right as he was getting ready to say his hot take. But Justin Fields, um, oh. you there, Billy? Yeah, yeah Billy's ahead. here. I can hear him. You're just mumbling. I don't know what you're doing. Billy's stopping to let you talk, and you're just rambling on like you always do. I, w- I was just going to say, this is going to be a hot take, but I could see Justin Fields having a better career than Trevor Lawrence. I, I, I think that would do- it's very possible with Lawrence going to Jacksonville, and it depends on where Justin Fields goes. But it's very possible I wouldn't wouldn't discount it. TJ, what were you gonna say? You know, I don't remember what the hell I was gonna say. <laughs> I don't. I don't even know if I really had a thought. <laughs> like I was just listening, you know. But but I can agree. With, ju- I can I can agree. Justin Fields could have. I depending on where some of these quarterbacks go that they're talking about, you know, like everybody's so big on Zach Wilson. Okay. He's going to the fucking jets. If the jets take him. Okay. Is he going to be out of the league in five years? Are we still going to be talking about this guy? You know, it's, it's like, I saw something Colin Cowherd put up on, uh, on, on his show the other day. And it was like quarterbacks taken, you know, in the first round, the past five years, 10 years or something like that. And there was like five of them, that made an impact out of, like, 25 of them. You know what I mean? And he made a valid point on, like, you know, just because you take a quarterback in the first round doesn't mean he's going to make it. It all depends on the team he goes to, the culture that he's got there, his work ethic, all this other shit, you know? Like, Johnny Manziel went and didn't give a shit about football, you know? So he didn't fucking do very well. But I know you got something to say about this. About what quarterbacks about in the first quarterbacks round? Quarterbacks in the must. first round, yeah. It's a must, man. It's that like people look at guys like Russell Wilson, and it's like him and Brady are the exceptions. Like we back, I'm all set on him. Like he's he's like I said, he's a good fantasy football quarterback, but it's it's like Stafford, man. Like what does he fucking want? Like people get fantasy football and real football mixed up all the time, and it fucking drives me nuts. Like. They'll throw for 300 yards and three touchdowns when they're down by three touchdowns and people are just drooling over themselves. When it's like, you fucking, the first half, you played like shit and got them down, they were down 24 to three. Well, it's like, it all goes back to the whole team aspect of it. Like, you get these, these quarterbacks that come out of college and it's like, if they're on shitty teams, you know, they're not going to win anything. It's like, you have to, surround them with what you got and you gotta they, put that's the thing there. is like they'll take they'll sign these massive contracts yeah. and it just depletes your team yeah like you had like look at brady brady has i mean notoriously like taken less money to bolster teams or you know rookie quarterbacks like mahomes was on his rookie deal last year it's like and then he signs this big ticket it's like, i mean good for him but now Kansas yeah, City's going to start struggling to put talent on the field. And you see what happened with Goff and Wentz. They signed big contracts. 
the teams fell out of love with them right after they signed the big contracts, and they were able to move them both, which very, which that's that's unheard of for these big contract quarterbacks to get moved. And then and then the next year where we're at currently, Trubisky's contract comes up, and the Bears just don't they don't give him the big money. They move on from Mitchell Trubisky, and I think that happens more often. What we've seen with first round quarterbacks is where the team that drafted them. They get to that four or five year mark and they say, you know what, we've seen enough. We're going to need to draft another one. Um, and in some cases, like Trubisky, what the Bears gave up two first round picks and three second round picks, if I'm not mistaken, to move up. Just just to move up one spot. Move up one spot and draft Mitchell Trubisky. How do you not lose out of that? Out of there. Oh, yeah, years. I don't understand. I don't understand that. Like, that's the thing that gets me is it's like, how does Pace still have a job? Like, yeah. They have it's, really bad ownership. The Bears' ownership doesn't get talked about as much as the Lions' ownership did for years, but I think it's like Virginia McCloskey. She's yeah. also a really old lady who's well, brought the Bears. Bears. The Bears still win games, you know? like Yeah, a playoff team. You know? They were a playoff yeah, team I, I mean, two or three out of the last three years or three out of the last four years or something like that. So it's like, like that first year that they had Khalil Mack, you know, that trade that year alone, their defense was so good that it was worth the trade. You yeah, know, right there. So, yeah, it's. Go ahead, Billy. Got to give, you know, Pace some props. Like, he did pull off that trade, which is, you know, I think that they won that one personally. But that, like, the Trubisky trade is just. No. No. Mind numbing. Yeah, it's interesting. The 49ers made the big move. Uh, Houston Texans, they obviously traded away a ton of their picks where they have, like, nothing. And they possibly will not have Deshaun Watson under center with all these allegations against him come the beginning of the season. Who knows what's going to go on there? Um, Tyrod Taylor is could be starting for the Houston Texans. Who knows? A lot of drama going on down there with no draft picks. That's a team that you talk about a quarterback's to have the big deal. I don't see Deshaun Watson winning with the Houston Texans in the next five years. If he does get out of this clean, well, they just they, they just have, can't put a team around him. Well, they don't yeah. have any picks. Houston's okay. a dumpster fire. Right. So if you trade Deshaun Watson, you trade Deshaun Watson for some picks. You know what I mean? You can get three first-round picks for a Deshaun Watson easy. But Not he's right got now. fucking allegations going on, you know. Yeah allegedly, you know, he sexually assaulted some people or some shit. Maybe he was horse cock watching. I don't know what he was doing, but, you know, he's got all that shit going on. And I still honestly think that's that people would fucking give up a bunch of fucking picks for him regardless. I mean, hell. I think it would have happened. Hell, we left it happened Trump, and he's running around going, oh, yeah, I just grabbed that bitch by the pussy. You know, like, what the? It's, it's not any different. And he became the president, man. So I don't think people care. Like. Yeah, I, I'll be curious to see, like, after this whole investigation plays out, if he gets moved and what he gets moved for. Um, I, I, that whole situation is just mind-boggling. Probably better just not even talk about it until it's all resolved. Yeah, which makes – which I don't feel like it's being talked about enough, but it does make you wonder if Houston knew of these allegations – Months before they came forward, 
And that's why they said we're not trading Deshaun Watson because of, you know, if you move him out of there and then all this comes back and nullifies the trade, it, it just egg on the Texans' face if they knew. Uh, makes their situation look even worse. Because um, why wouldn't they have, have given him up? It's kind of like why wouldn't have Seattle given up Russell Wilson with all the drama going around there? But it's a, it's it's going to be an interesting NFL season. We got the draft in, what is it, four weeks, three weeks, three weeks away? Already? I think it's Sorry. three weeks, yeah. Yeah, it's the end of the end of this month. The 29th is when it starts. So, I don't know what the fuck is today. The 5th, the 6th? Hey, like, hey yeah. if you guys had to pick a team that's going to blow up this year, who would you pick and why would you pick the Raiders? Blow up as in bad or <laughs> blow up as in good? Just be, just be an absolute catastrophe. Oh, well, I'm not sure I would pick the Raiders, Billy. Why, why don't you tell us? Why would oh, you just the Raiders? <laughs> it's got they had how many offensive linemen did they lose? Three, four? They lost five, but I think they re-signed three. After they let them go to free agency, I think they re-signed them. They... <laughs> it's it's the John know. Gruden show, man. I know the I know it, the Chiefs. It, it, somebody right. want to explain the Kenyon Drake signing? Like I don't get that one. That one's just a mind boggle. You've got Josh Jacobs and uh, Josh Jacobs is probably the best three down back in the game. Yeah, Derek Carr, they're they're can't get or uh, can't wait to get rid of Derek Carr. I don't understand that one. But they let Mariota. Did they re-sign Mariota or Mariota walk? I think Mariota walked. I don't remember where he. You know what? I think he re-signed for cheaper actually. If memory serves me right, Mariota was due to make. Like ten million dollars. I think he re-signed for like three and a half because there was like no market for him. I think that slipped under the radar late last week. Yeah, he re-signed with the Raiders last week. Oh, man, I could just see them starting like. So he two had like. Six. If he re-signed gone. with if he re-signed with the Raiders, he would have been due to get paid like ten million dollars. So they got him out of the contract. He tested free agency for a couple days, had no interest, re-signed with the Raiders with a no-trade clause for $3.5 million. So the Raiders get him for cheaper, but Mariota has a no-trade clause where his old contract he had, a, they could have traded him to whoever, um, but he was due to make like $10 million if they traded him or something. It was a weird – they got out of it, and then they got him back. So it was a really – that's what happened with the Raiders, man. Mariota – or Gruden, I'm sorry. It was like Mariota and all the offensive line were gone, and then one by one, last week, I think it was, they came back, like one day, one at a time. Complete nonsense. But, yeah, Raiders make sense to implode. Um, I, don't, I don't know. I, I think either, either them or Seattle would be my two. Seattle is a good one to fall apart. Houston... If they haven't already been cons- be considered, already there's nothing <laughs> to build there. They're like, if they're, like on, they're like on fire, waiting to be, uh, waiting to collapse. But um, you know, Miami is 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 a team that's had a really weird off season. Um, they do have a lot of picks in the draft, which will be interesting to see what they do. But they've made some questionable decisions this off season, and they have a history of as a franchise making really bad decisions and falling apart in on themselves. So I wouldn't rule them out. Maybe not this year. 
I didn't mind them cutting Kyle Van Noy. God, who was the other one that yeah. they let go of? Uh, it was another defensive player, defensive lineman. Yeah. I don't remember. This just happened a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I can't remember who it is either. Shit. I can't. I, the, the second one is the one that's like, what the hell? Yeah, I don't recall. It was, it was, it was a guy. Was he a Miami guy that they got that dumped off? I'm trying to pull, pull it up. It's not loading yet. But um, anyways, it, it seems like they didn't really sign anybody. They, they haven't really signed any help for a young quarterback like Tua. Uh, they did get Jacoby Brissett to come in as his backup. They let Fitzmagic walk. It's just a really lot of strange things. Again, the Van Noy, he was due to make a lot of money. You free up some cap space by Cottenham. He was playing really well for that defense and kind of a leader. So that was a surprise. But Van Ginkle's a good player. He's got a bright future to be his replacement. Um, I I don't, I just, I just don't know what they're going to do. We'll see what they do in the draft, but two, three years from now, I wouldn't be a wide receiver. Like I, the only, the only reason they got back in front of the Lions is to get a wide receiver. Or Pitts, if he's there. Yeah, yeah, that too. Yeah, Pitts will probably be there because everybody's fucking going quarterback heavy. It's just, I don't know. Like I saw. We'll we'll see what Atlanta does too, because Atlanta could. Oh, they're slotted to pick a fucking quarterback because Matt Ryan's old. So why not draft? You know. Isn't Matt Ryan that old? He's like 34 years old, 35 years old. I mean, like, he's, been he's in still the got... Meanwhile, Panay Suel is just dropping down the board, <laughs> just like yeah. screaming to take me. If yeah. you're Cincinnati, like, you sent me that That's message. Like, if Cincinnati has to take him, right? You would assume. You would think that but because, I mean, Joe it... Burrow's got hurt, and that's your franchise quarterback, so you need to get somebody to protect him, right? So Would it surprise you if they went Jamar Chase to get – Chase no, and Burrow not, back together? Not no. at all. Not, not, no. not at all. Or even but, Pitts there, so you can have a big target right. underneath the road too thing. quick. Like, you've got so many receivers or people, you know, tight ends and whatnot that are in this draft. So it didn't make sense for me. I mean, I guess for Miami to trade out of it to get more picks and maybe get them on a cheaper contract than a number three overall pick, you know, but... I don't know. You look at the business side of it and everything else. It's just kind of like if you really wanted the guy, you fucking sit there at number three and pick his ass, you know? So nobody else is going to get him. Hypothetically, if the Jets surprise everybody and they take like Justin Fields at two, and what Zach Wilson sitting there, Mac Jones, and and Zach Wilson sitting there at number three with Matt and the 49ers who. Reports are they're going to go Mac Jones, but again, I wouldn't be surprised if Justin Fields slips into that two or three spot. I would not be surprised. Is there a team that looked that, that automatically, if Atlanta still has to pick, I know they're looking to move it, but if you've got Wilson and Mac Jones sitting there three and four, and you can't count Trey Lance out either, like there are still people who think he's a top five pick. If you're Cincinnati sitting at five and either Zach Wilson or Mac Jones is there, like you almost have free reign to trade back. Your phone's going to ring. I would assume. Um, and if it's fall, if, if you've got both there at six and if you've got both there at seven, you see, you could get real interesting on how this draft falls out. But I would not be surprised if like Justin Fields goes two and, and then San Francisco takes Mac Jones, because if 
if they love him that much, just hypothetically speaking, like Zach Wilson's yeah. gonna have some people going for him. Oh, for sure. You'd, I mean, you think like Carolina would jump up to five? They just traded for Darnold, so you know. Yeah, they that just makes got Sam Darnold, tough. and they're they're letting Teddy Bridgewater explore trade options, which I think is a mistake. Because I would assume you'd want to start this season with Teddy and let Darnold be his backup, uh, being 23 years old, who's started his whole career so far. It might not hurt for him to have a year behind a a guy who knows the offense and played relatively decent last year. I mean, Bridgewater didn't light the world on fire, but he wasn't terrible. Yeah, he wasn't bad. No, I mean you could see you could see the Patriots trying to trade up, you know, to get a quarterback. Wow, that's where that's where Justin Fields to go. He'll go to fucking New England. It's that would be, and then be the most Belichick thing ever. And 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 then yeah, I think he would have a better career than Trevor Lawrence uh, going to Jacksonville. Yeah, and, and I, it, it no all it all depends because it's like. It's like we hope, you know, it's like how many number one overall picks actually fucking do anything with the team that they're on? You know, you sit there and think about it like Peyton Manning was a number one overall pick and it took them a minute to get to the get the Colts, you know, built up to where they could get to the, you know, a Super Bowl and a playoff contender. You know, it took them a few years, but they built that team. It's like how many how many times has the Cincinnati Bengals had the number one overall pick? You know, and where the fuck did they go? You know, same with the Detroit it's, Lions. Yeah. And I mean, Cleveland, you know, like you've got all the it's the same shit. Teams. Bad teams are bad yeah. teams, man. It's like Jacksonville, you know, like it's all all these shit teams. Yeah, It's just like a collection of like six to eight teams that just feed off the bat. Yeah. yeah. And it's like and know, Atlanta used to be one of them. And now they looked that they might be back there. Like they got Matt Ryan. And then they actually had a pretty good run. Atlanta had a pretty good seven, eight-year stretch where they were, like, a viable team. They went to a Super Bowl. Yeah, and but it seems like they're going to go right back to being the Atlanta Falcons that they were for decades. Yeah, and it's like Matt Ryan was a was a first-round pick, you know, but he wasn't, like, a number one overall. I don't think he was top ten. You Matt know what Ryan I mean? was the first pick of the draft, wasn't he? Ryan and then Flacco. I don't think so. Yeah. Coming out of Boston College? I believe Matt Ryan went number one, and then Stafford was the next year number one. That was 2008, I believe. I don't remember. Matt Ryan draft. He was a top ten for sure. I know that. I'm pretty sure he was one overall. And then Flacco was the second quarterback off the board of the Ravens. And I don't know if he went second or if he was like a later first round. Jake Jake Long was the number one overall pick that year. Okay, to the Dolphins. And then when did Matt Ryan go? Two to the Falcons? Let's see. He was number three. Number three. Who was second that draft? Out of curiosity. Oh, let me flip back over. The Falcons had, or the Dolphins took Jake Long. Yep. Who was their quarterback in 2008? Chris Long was the second overall pick. Chris Long. 
Okay. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, good players. One and two, both really good players. Solid careers. But uh, the Dolphins, I want to know who their quarterback was in 2008. Now, my phone is like dead. It is not cooperating with me on this uh, here, guys. I'm sorry. Jake yeah, Long protect. Miss you. What are we talking about? The 2008 Miami Dolphins. Like when Jake Long got drafted, who was the Dolphins' quarterback? Because honestly, I am drawing a freaking blank here. And was it Dante Culpepper? Uh, I think he was with the Lions in 08. Yeah, I think he was definitely with the Lions in 08 because they drafted Stafford in 09 and Culpepper was there the year before. Let's see. Chad Henney, Chad Pennington, Josh McCown, and John Beck were the four rostered quarterbacks. So you're protecting... It's the year that Chad Pennington was their quarterback and they won that division? uh, I thought that was before that. Because they were picking one overall. Oh, they made the playoffs. I play. mean, Chad Pennington did have Chad Pennington did have a solid potential at that time. That was like, the year that they smoked New England with the Wildcat. Uh, oh, wow! Yeah, the Ronnie no, Brown just, years. Okay, Chad, Chad Pennington. Williams. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, Miami Dolphins players. The Dolphins went on to lose to the Baltimore Ravens in the first round of the playoffs, twenty-seven to nine. He was the first Dolphins quarterback since Hall. I don't, I don't know what the fuck any of that shit is. So, okay. So the Dolphins rode with Pennington over uh, Ryan. Chris Long went to the Eagles. Is that right? <laughs> I don't know. Hold on. Let me get For the Rams. It. Who the hell picked second? Yeah, he went to the Rams. So Jake Long went one, Chris Long went two, Matt Ryan went three to the Falcons, Darren McFadden to the Raiders, Glenn Dorsey to the Chiefs, Vernon Golston to the Jets, Cedric Alice to the Saints, Derek Carvey to the Jaguars, Heath Rivers to the Bengals, Gerard Mayo to the Patriots, and then the number 11 pick was Leotis McKelvin to the Bills, Ryan Claddy to the Broncos, Jonathan Stewart to the Bear to the uh, Panthers, Chris Williams to the Bears, Brandon Albert to the Chiefs. That's a rough first round. Rogers Cromartie to the Cardinals. Anybody want to take a guess on who the Lions picked? In 08, that was uh. Wait, I thought they took Kelvin Johnson in 08, but. <laughs> but he was uh, number two overall. God, so in a, who was it? The late draft was that. Was it, was it a lineman? It was a lineman. Is that Riley yeah. Reef? Riley Reef. Oh. Gosder Chirillis. Gosder oh. Chirillus. Uh, fucking. Yeah. <laughs> you know who the fuck oh, that guy is. That's a Lions pick. Uh, I mean, a lot of guys. Joe, hold on. Joe, Joe Flacco. A lot of guys there. A lot of guys were just quite like. Of those 18 guys named up between Jake Long and Joe Flacco, I mean, probably six or seven. Yeah, there's maybe five decent ones. Yeah, I was going to say six or seven. 
Jerron Mayo. Matt Ryan. Wow. How about the how about the Raiders taking Darren McFadden? <laughs> taking a yeah, running back in the top five. Darren McFadden was a beast. I don't know, but I mean, you look at the draft classes like that, and it's just, you know, it's crazy. Chris Johnson went to the Tennessee Titans at 24 that year. He had a good career. He's a 2,000-yard rusher. So, all right. NFL draft, though, Trevor Lawrence favored to go number one. You can bet on that, but he's minus 6,000 to go number one. That's the only futures bet they have on the draft. So uh, be curious if they do live betting on the NFL draft. I'd be real curious about that. That could be real fun uh, to see who's going to go two, three. It may be be real interesting to see how that works out. Um, I'd be excited if they do some live betting on that. We're a couple weeks out from that. Uh, We all picked our Stanley Cup winners or NBA winners. Nobody wrote them down, so we're just going to hold it to the honor system. That's all we. That's all I got. You guys got anything else you want to talk about? Not that I can think of. Billy's gonna we come gonna back do, with some We're gonna do a pod after. before the uh, before the draft. Yeah, I mean, let's the sixth. I mean, we could either get together next week or the week after, closer to the draft. We could take a week off. Um, I mean, there's not a whole lot that's gonna change between now and now and uh, next week. So maybe we come back do a little, and do a little mock draft. And maybe we come back on the 20th with a little mock draft. You can give Phyllis in on the ponies for the Derby. And um, oh, yeah. we can do a post-draft Derby special as well. So we'll uh, we'll take a week off this week. Talk about the Masters. Yeah, you got a winner? Uh, Tiger Woods. <laughs> He'd be lucky to be walking. <laughs> oh, boy. He's going to hit from his golf cart. Jeez Louise. There is a good bet that uh, it's like a Pat McAfee super boost on FanDuel right now where through the first round, Dustin Johnson, Bryson DeChambeau, or Jordan Spieth, one of those three shoots a 68 or better. It's plus 100 uh, up from minus 200. So that's not a bad super boost. You're hoping one of those three guys shoots a 400 par or better. So not a bad bet at all. Yeah. I might Fuck go. them super boosts. They get me every time. Yeah, you got some to stay, some to stay away from. Some some that are good there. Dustin Johnson is the favorite to win the Masters. Bryson DeChambeau is second. Um, I feel like this could be a year where you get some kind of dark. I like horse. Morikawa. Morikawa actually is a he's a good pick, um, and he's not bad betting odds either um, on that at all. I think he was like. Plus twenty seven hundred when I last checked. Yeah. Uh, well, he's gone That's down. Sprinkle. I I would like to just like have him finish in the top ten. Plus twenty nine. Yeah, the the top ten finishing. Uh, let's see, finishing position for Morikawa to finish in the top ten right now. Uh, he is plus two seventy. So bang it. Not a bad ten dollars will get you twenty seven hundred dollars will get you two seventy so not a bad bet there on Colin Morikawa to finish in the top ten. Uh, I mean, really, anybody to finish in the top ten is not a bad bet. They're mostly plus, except Dustin Johnson's, who's minus one fifteen, and that's still not even a bad bet if you're confident he'll do it. Um, 
my guy, I mean, I had Morikawa in there, but I think Max Homa has kind of fallen off everybody's radar, and I wouldn't be surprised to see him creep up there uh, to win it all. He's plus 6,500 to win it all, to finish in the top 10, plus 750. I like Max Homa. How about uh, Xander Shoffley? Xander Shoffley actually is kind of up there near the top. Old Xander Shoffley is plus 190 to finish in the top 10, and he is plus 450 to finish in the top five. And to win it all, he actually has the seventh best odds at plus 2,500. Yeah, those would be my two. John Ram, I wouldn't count out either. Plus twelve hundred for him to win it all. John Ram has been uh, a chronic That's top ten. He just guy. had his kid. He just had his kid a couple days ago, so I want I, I fought him, but you don't know how much golf he's been playing. You know what though? Those things that that makes for good television right there. That's a TV story. The John Ram just had his kid, baby luck. Yeah, you never know, man. So. Yep, there's some master talks for you, CJ. Is that is that good enough for you? Is that what you wanted? Uh, I honestly didn't care, but I figured since we were gonna, you wanted to talk about it earlier, I thought, uh, why not bring it up, right? So um, throw some gambling odds out there for those folks yeah. that are paying attention. Give me, uh, give me Bubba Watson. Oh shit, and, Bubba uh, Watson is he a fellow Alabamian? I don't know. Stuart Sink is though. Stuart Sink's from. Florence. Yeah, Stuart is a local fella. He's in it. Bubba Watson, plus 9,000 to win it all. So I thought I'm at 50 to 1 right here. Yeah, pretty good odds for him to finish in the top 10. Bubba Watson, CJ, to finish in the top 10. Pretty, pretty good top 10 finisher. I'm scrolling way down here because he is not near the top at all. Uh, he <laughs> is actually below... Oh, He's actually below Stuart Sink. Stuart Sink is... Sink's got 400 to 1 odds. Stuart Sink is plus 1,700 to finish in the top 10. Where the... I don't even see your boy... Uh, oh, there's Bubba Watson's actually plus 550. That's not bad. Fred Couples? I didn't know that motherfucker was still still, still, still golfing. <laughs> Freddie Couples. You know, Neither did guys. he. Yeah, a couple guys sure. in the senior circuit that the that the Masters, uh, old Augusta, they invite out there. You know, our co- you know, our cousin Jason uh, works the Masters every year. He uh, was the he's got pictures with all the guys and stuff through the years with his uh, military and or it's like police uniform, but it's a SWAT shit because they got to keep the crazies uh, under control out there in Augusta. It's the only day of the year that he really has to work hard. Or the oh, only yeah, yeah, who wants to work hard? I don't want to work hard. Yeah. Sheriff of Augusta, Georgia, our, our cousin, is former former goalie of the Detroit Junior Red Wings and actually an ECHL Hall of Famer. Uh, he is now the sheriff of Augusta. So he gets to work the Masters every year. So what a life he's had. Brooks Kepka. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, Bubba Watson and Brooks Kepka. That's what I'm going with. Scotty Scheffler, that sounds like a cool name. Maybe I'll pick him. Hideki Matsuyama. Brooks, Brooks Kapka plus 270 to finish the top 10. That's not bad at all. He's right there with Morikawa. He's banged up, though, man. That's tough. Yeah, Scheffler plus 310. <laughs> John Ram. 
That sounds like a great guy. <laughs> we were just talking about him. He's he's the guy who just had a baby. Pay attention. I don't know. It's golf talk. <laughs> there's that there's that there's that Xander Shuffle fucker. Patrick Cantley. Patrick Reed. You know, Patrick Reed's enough of an asshole that I kind of like him, and I could see him doing some damage and finishing in the top he five. He just won it two years ago. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, didn't he, just, didn't he just win it? Yeah. I'm disappointed. Where's uh, Where's Phil Mickelson? He's down there near the bottom. I might pick him. He's got one last, left low, low, one last run left in him. He had a good run at the Players' Championship a couple of weeks back. Uh, but he, he he can't go for four days anymore. He'll get you one good day. No. Viagra. No, he's yeah, he's just one of those TV matches. Good for one round. Yep. Draws in a rating. People know him. He's got star power. Well, he's like he's like the Toby Keith song. Not as good as I once was, but I'm as good once as I ever was. See. So you think uh, you think Phil Mickelson's gonna win it all, huh? Fuck! I just gave you like four names: Bubba <laughs> Watson, fucking Fred Couples, <laughs> Stuart Sink, Brooks Kepka. Brooks Kepka. <laughs> I would I would love it if so if if one of those veterans like Stuart Sink or Freddie Couples won it. That'd be wild. I didn't see Greg Norman's nope. name on there. Or Long John Daly. I want that motherfucker to do some damage. Show up drunk, smoking a cigarette, knocking the ball around. His That's my motherfucker right there. His kid's pretty good from what I understand. I see little John, I don't know what his kid's name is, but little John will be, uh, he'll, be the, he'll be tearing up the tours. He'll be driving 400 yards. That's all. CJ wanted to talk Masters. We got some Masters in. As Billy looks to be a little distracted. Your old man wants to come in with his I'm Masters. Picks. Is your old man trying to get in with his picks? Or, uh... No, I'm here. All right. Uh, I don't remember who he likes. I'll have to ask. I think he likes Spieth. I think he's got money on Spieth this weekend. Back-to-back weeks for Spieth, huh? Yeah. He, I, but he's been high for like a month now. Going into every weekend, he's like, this is the weekend. This is the weekend. Well, last weekend was Spieth's weekend, so he was right there. <laughs> That's fantastic. Let's bet NASCAR next. I could look at that, but we got to get out of here. We're over our hour mark. I can't believe we talked for more than an hour this week. We'll be back in two weeks with more gambling with the grapple. We'll be getting some NFL draft discussion a little bit more in-depth than we got into today. We'll Billy's going to chronicle the Kentucky Derby, give us a little breakdown on the ponies that we can expect and who uh, who to look forward to as we're about two weeks out from the Kentucky Derby when we record that. So we'll be back the week. Oh, man, if we record it two weeks from today, it'll be April 20th. So, Billy, are you going to be, you're going to be able to be with us here on 420? Oh, I'll be at my best. <laughs> so we'll get back maybe dino will, will be able to pry him away from a poker table and he'll give us some poker stories um while we were watching college basketball dino was uh spending his weekends at poker tables downtown in detroit uh doing his best i know he's had some success i know he's had some bad some bad 
days and some good days, but he's a poker aficionado now, and hopefully uh, he'll come back with some nice poker stories for us uh, when we get him on in the future. But that's all we got here, folks, for you. Don't bet with the money that you need for food because that means you have a gambling problem. Bet smart. Bet safe. And we'll don't bet your beer money. Yeah, don't bet your beer money. Don't bet your food money. You can, you, you you can your gamble your house or your car away, but don't, don't you do dare bet that beer money, motherfucker. Just listen to me. That'll help you get through all those times when you have no house and you have no car. The beard or the alcohol or the crack rock, whatever kind of vice you're into, don't gamble that money away. But remember this. You can always suck that dick for that rock. And on that note, thanks for listening to Gambling with Grappling. <laughs>